So we don't have a winner, but we do have lawsuits, and both things are fine by me. And they're fine because the objective is not just to accept what some people will tell you is a result, if indeed there are things about the result that we should ask questions about. Now, there are the stories of places where you have more registered, you have more votes than you have registered voters. And some people said, no, no, wait, that's not true. And some people are saying, well, 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 look over here. Investigate. Let those things play out. But where the real story is, is what's going on state by state and how they're allowing ballots to be selected and then utilized. Ballots that come in after the election day, ballots that may very well have been filled out after the election day, signatures that don't match up, a la Pennsylvania. Where has the Supreme Court been in all this? And when President Trump brings a court challenge like he has to Georgia, like he has to Pennsylvania, and now to Nevada where Richard Grinnell is saying there are 10,000 people who have voted who are clearly out of state. Is this somehow not accepting an election result? Or is this absolutely what should happen? Because it seems that some other people may not have accepted an election result. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Let me bring in William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, the mind behind LegalInsurrection.com. Now, I'm not asking you, sir, to have the the expertise on all these lawsuits you might not have been able to read them all yet but specifically to pennsylvania and georgia these are conversations about whether or not they're following their own election law and in pennsylvania this gets more confusing because it seems the state courts tried to change the election law the law created by the legislature and the supreme court while not acting upon it left the door open to act upon it maybe as early as today Let's start with Pennsylvania. What the heck is going on? Well, I think everybody predicted Pennsylvania would be a problem. There's a long history in Philadelphia of ballot stuffing. I think somebody was indicted last April for thousands and thousands of ballots being stuffed in Philadelphia. So everybody's been concerned about Pennsylvania and most specifically Philadelphia. And the Pennsylvania Supreme Court... Uh, and, and Democrat politicians made the situation a whole lot more dangerous when the Pennsylvania Supreme Court uh, ruled that uh, not only could late mail-in ballots be counted, but they could be counted even if there's no verifiable postmark and even if the signatures don't match. So Pennsylvania Supreme Court uh, set this up for wholesale fraud uh, and uh, The U.S. Supreme Court, because John Roberts sided with the liberals at that time, there were only eight justices. It was a four to four split, uh, refusing to stop that. And that meant that the Supreme that the Pennsylvania Supreme Court prevailed, because if there's a split, the lower court decision stays in place. Um, And so what has happened is uh, there are millions of mail in ballots being counted Um, We don't know how many of them would have failed the test required by state law uh, of having matching signatures, having a clear postmark, et cetera, et cetera. So we don't know because Republicans aren't being allowed to observe. And I think that uh, that's something that's going to have to be addressed. And I think that at some point, Republicans are going to have to demand whether they get it or not from the courts, uh, a complete recount of all mail-in ballots. Uh, Unfortunately, the evidence may not have been preserved by Pennsylvania. Uh, I don't know if they are 
keeping the envelopes. So what typically happens for absentee ballots is you have an envelope to mail it in, but then you have a second envelope and that second envelope has to be signed by the voter and the ballot is inside that sealed envelope. And somebody's supposed to look at that signature under state law prior to recently and match it with what they have on file and Depending what standard you use, if it's does if it's not a clear match, maybe set it aside and have somebody else look at it. But the point is, I don't know if they're saving those inner envelopes because what then happens is they open the envelope and the envelope gets separated from the ballot so that you don't know who the vote is from. You don't know the name of the person uh, and uh, then it gets run through a machine. Now, if that ballot is not kept with the envelope it came in, I don't know what review could be possible. So what's basically happening is you have uh, Pennsylvania state government people, um, an attorney general who announced before the election that the only way Trump wins is if there's voter suppression. You have a head of their board of elections or whatever the state agency is called who a tweet an old tweet not old but from a year or two ago that was has been spreading like wildfire where she refuses to use the word president in front of trump's name because he's illegitimate i mean these are the people running the system there there's no oversight uh, and thanks to john roberts I don't know that anything can be done right now. And now, what I have you no bring up confidence that these ballots haven't been stuffed because there's no mechanism to verify what has happened. The person you're bringing up is Kathy Bookvar. And when you take a look at the yeah. lawsuits that have taken place in Pennsylvania, she is the one who is named, but they're not necessarily suing her. She's just the secretary of state there. She had tweeted out in March of 2017, using the title president before the word Trump really demeans the office of the presidency. Now, what's important when we go back to John Roberts, because we already know that the Supreme Court is asking Pennsylvania today by, hey, five o'clock, tell us what uh, a plan is about these challenges to arriving ballots. What John Roberts did in siding with the liberals was to basically not hear the case, allowing the lower courts, the state courts of of Pennsylvania, to make changes to the law. That's really what happened here. This all starts with a lawsuit from Pennsylvania Democrats against the Democratic uh, Secretary of State because they want to make changes to the legislation and allow for later votes to take place. And the courts did it. They changed the law as opposed to the legislature changing the law. And that's very much the crux of the Pennsylvania issue, isn't it? Well, it's actually worse than you you said, because John Roberts didn't simply vote not to take the case. He voted to deny an injunction. Uh, And he later explained in a separate case why he did that there, but for Wisconsin, uh, he did vote with the majority to stop Wisconsin, uh, a federal judge, from changing Wisconsin law. Uh, and why didn't he do that with Pennsylvania? And he didn't explain it at the time, but he did explain it later on when they refused to intervene in North Carolina. Uh, he, he volunteered his opinion, and his opinion was he views it differently when a federal court changes Uh, essentially interprets state election law than when a state Supreme Court does. And that basically you should defer to a state Supreme Court on its own interpretation of state law. So John Roberts, uh, I don't know how he changes now. So uh, and it's even worse because the lawsuit that was 
issue there was simply the uh, timing of the ballots when they were received, when they can be, they can come in three days late. Uh, it doesn't challenge, um, as I understand it, the signature problem. And uh, there may be other ones. Uh, the motion to intervene that was filed in the Supreme Court, I think it was last night, uh, where a response is due by 5 p.m. today, seeks to intervene in a lawsuit challenging the three-day extension. To me, that's not the issue because it's unlikely, we don't know, but how many ballots are really going to come in within that three-day window? We don't know. We won't know till the window closes. But I think the bigger problem is the lack of signatures and the lack of verifying that this is actually a real voter. I mean, that's the problem. If you're not going to check signatures, uh, then how do you know what you're getting back is actually a real voter who signed it? And so I think, you know, that's the that's the problem. I I think Republicans need to push for a complete revote, not revote, recount of the mail-in ballots under supervision. The problem is I don't know that the evidence has been preserved. So now, is this the same story, William Jacobs? We're talking to William Jacobson of Legal Insurrection, LegalInsurrection.com. Is this the same story as Georgia, where the Trump campaign has put forth a lawsuit? Georgia's law is very clear. To legally count, mail ballots must be received by 7 p.m. on Election Day. That's still the law, even after Democrats sued earlier this year to extend the deadline. They're saying that ballots are being counted afterwards. Does this lawsuit have a chance? Well, counted and received are two different things that I think the law is generally that they have to be received by Election Day. Um, So the fact that they may have a backlog and it's taking them multiple days to count them is a very different situation. Also, Georgia, uh, where the the late surge is in the Atlanta uh, area, the county that Atlanta is in. And that's where, uh, you know, Biden is picking up all these votes. uh, And there's, you know, questions about supervision but uh so i think that's you know there are issues everywhere but it's the lack of transparency and the the lack of trust frankly um you know one thing that's amazing i saw it today uh, i haven't verified it but it seemed to come from a a reliable uh, account on twitter citing new york times statistics that the percentage of pennsylvania mail-in ballots that are going to biden particularly in the Philadelphia area, is astoundingly high compared to um, what other states are seeing. It's something like 7 in 10 or something like that of mail-in ballots are going to Biden, whereas in other states it's usually single, I I should say advantage, uh, is like 70% advantage to Biden. So almost all of them are going for Biden, whereas in other states Biden has like a single-digit advantage, meaning more of the mail-in ballots go to Biden in other states, but not like hugely disproportionate. Uh, And the statistics that he was citing, which he said was from the New York Times, were in both um, Pennsylvania and Michigan. The percentage lead that Biden gets from mail-in is astronomical, Uh, you know, and so that's something that, you know, it's a red flag about, you know, and it might just be, might be perfectly normal, might just be that Democrats did a better job of getting people to fill in and mail in ballots. So they, they could be legitimate votes. I'm not saying they're not, but I think it's something that raises a red flag, particularly where you have a lack of transparency and you have a city which has a history of ballot stuffing. So I think those are the sort of issues 
that we, you know, will uh, the Republicans have to sort through because, you know, uh, maybe it will make a difference. I mean, if, if Trump loses Arizona, Pennsylvania doesn't matter anymore. That is correct. Uh, I mean, it loses, doesn't. Right. If he loses Arizona and uh, Nevada, if Trump loses those two, then Pennsylvania is kind of, you know, doesn't matter anymore because Biden's the president. If I look at my map, Arizona, he has to win the next four. He has to win Georgia, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Arizona to win the presidency, as I see it. But before before I let you go, just just really quickly, um, if you're advising the president, if you're advising him on how to handle this, are the lawsuits really necessary? Some people, of course, media is going to say, why is he doing this? Why doesn't he just accept the vote? What say you to that? I say Al Gore. <laughs> okay, Al Gore fought. Uh, over the hanging chads or for with the Republicans, you know, um, you know, for over a month in 2000. Uh, and, you know, I think the Republicans have to uphold the principle that only lawful votes should be counted. The Democrats say all votes should count. And the answer is no, illegal votes should not be counted. And do we have the process in place to distinguish illegal votes from legal votes? So I think that Trump, you know, uh, has no choice but to continue to fight this until it's exhausted. Now, again, if um, Trump loses, you know, Arizona and Nevada and has no real contest as to those two states, it's kind of all over. So I'm not saying if Pennsylvania no longer matters, you fight it to the bitter end. Out of principle, you fight it to the bitter end if it actually makes a difference in the election. That is William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, the mind behind LegalInsurrection.com. Check it out for yourself. William, always a pleasure. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz.